Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, June 7th, 529 a.m. Central Time. Quieter trade in the grain markets this morning. July corn futures up two and a quarter at 610 and a quarter. December corn down a quarter cent at 540 and three quarters. July soybeans up seven and a quarter at 1360 and a half. November soybeans up one at 1185 and three quarters. July Chicago wheat up two and a quarter at 630. July Kansas City wheat down one and a half at 818 and three quarters. July spring wheat up a half cent at 817. I believe we're going to start off with the weather uh, yet again today. We sure are. Weather forecasts for the U.S. Corn Belt are mostly unchanged this morning. Both the Euro and GFS models continue to indicate that rain will return to the central Corn Belt on Monday and Tuesday next week. While the models are similar in regard to timing, the GFS is wetter by comparison for Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, and Tennessee. The extended GFS continues to change with almost every model run, but continues to suggest just widespread rain in the extended period. So the way that it looks, Tuesday next week, you're going to see some of this stuff uh, return to the Corn Belt. The location, the amounts, I mean, even though we're only like, you know, less than a week out now, it's still very much uncertain. So that the markets continue to move with these weather models to some extent, in particular, this longer term GFS run, which I don't think the meteorologists have a ton of confidence in anything beyond, you know, four or five days when it comes to precipitation totals. If this is realized and a bunch of rain gets dumped on Illinois and Indiana and places like that, I mean, that would obviously be a big positive for crop prospects. There are some pop-up showers this morning, uh, parts of, uh, say, central southern Minnesota. There's some kind of system going on here. Uh, parts of Illinois, maybe a little bit of Iowa and Missouri, uh, Kentucky. If you guys are in some of those areas and you did catch some rain, drop the totals in the uh, YouTube comments. Uh, it is dry, though. This is the uh, root zone soil moisture map that I pulled up this morning. This is just kind of like a different version of the drought monitor. And it's dry. I mean, you look at the eastern part of the Dakotas, eastern Nebraska, um, you look at uh, uh, western Iowa in particular, but also eastern Iowa, a lot of Illinois. I mean, we we need these rains to come in uh, next week. And that's what the forecast says. Hasn't changed a whole bunch this morning. But uh, again, the forecast always subject to change. And I imagine that you'll see some sort of change um, at midday here today. So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you need to do so. You're not going to find content like this anywhere else. Joe, tell me about the video you put together yesterday. I did another marketing video yesterday. Typically, I only do marketing videos like, I don't know, once every three weeks probably. But this is an important time of year when it comes to grain marketing in some years. Ran through some seasonal stuff, some of the uh, new crop target orders that I've got working um, in regard to cash grain sales, corn and soybeans, and also talked about the 2024 situation. Ran some charts, some targets, some ideas as it relates to cost of production. And then also guys, remember every Sunday uh, prior to the open on Sunday night, we do a pre-open weather update. Uh, we run through the models, the changes versus Friday, what does it mean for the market? A uh, great way to start off the week in regard to the markets and marketing. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning with your credit card. It takes about one minute. You can do it on your phone or on your computer. Piece of cake. Uh, give it a shot today, guys. 
USDA reported a flash sale of old crop soybeans to Spain on Tuesday. U.S. exporters sold 165,000 metric tons of soybeans to Spain for delivery during the current marketing year. This is the 15th flash sale of soybeans this year, totaling 2.3 million metric tons. So 6 million bushels, I guess that helps uh, slightly. I think some people believe that USDA may have to reduce its uh, old crop export projection just slightly. It's not a tremendous problem, but maybe a slight problem. Where I see a much bigger problem when it comes to soybean exports would be our new crop book of sales. Typically, this time of year, May into June, is when we start to see a whole bunch of of, uh, export sales for new crop delivery after September 1st, and we have just really not seen much of anything. We've got the third worst book of new crop sales uh, of the last 10 years, and the only two years that were worse were 2019 which was the trade war and 2020 which was um you know kind of still trade war but also covid so we're that the new crop book of soybean sales is really poor i think that's part of the reason the new crop soybean market has just been unable to uh, uh really post any sort of substantial rally A Ukrainian dam blast may cause the war to intensify. Ukraine is blaming uh, blaming Russia for blowing up a massive dam in southern Ukraine in the early hours of Tuesday. The Kremlin has denied responsibility uh, and is instead claiming Ukraine is responsible for the breach. So to give you an idea of just how massive this body of water really is, the dam is 150 miles long and 14 miles wide, and it holds water equal to that of the Great Salt Lake out in Utah. According to a NATO official, Russia may have had a motive to blow up the dam out of fear as Ukraine's counteroffensive may be underway. News of the incident caused, caused Chicago wheat to gain over 3% on Tuesday, climbing to a near three-week high. Yeah, the wheat market did rally um, on this news, I believe, initially, and then it sold off late in the day and gave back most of the gains. Uh, the deal with Ukraine now is that I think you've got to look at at what's being projected in terms of exports. Uh, USDA projects that for this uh, new marketing year, Ukraine will only account for 4.7%, less than 5% of all global wheat exports, 10 million metric tons. They're just not they're not that big of a deal in wheat uh, anymore because of the war. Um, in, in regard to corn exports, uh, Ukraine's supposed to be 8.4%, so they're actually a slightly bigger deal in regard to corn, and that's for the new crop marketing year. That's the, the USDA estimate. Russia, however, is uh, still a very big deal when it comes to wheat, and if this counter-offensive gets to the point where it disrupts shipments out of Russia, which is something that I don't think anybody believes will happen, that's a big deal. Russia projected to account for 22% of all global wheat exports this year. So that was actually the first time in a while that I think the wheat market has reacted in a material fashion to the Ukraine-Russia thing. Um, It didn't last very long, but um, I I suppose if this thing escalates and and there's some additional fear, maybe wheat reacts again, but it was was a short-lived reaction yesterday. Brazilian soybean exports are strong. Trade group ANEC estimates June soybean exports at 13.11 million tons versus 9.9 million during the same month last year. Uh, Corn exports may also rise slightly this month. The group estimates June exports at 1.66 million tons versus 1.5 million uh, the same month last year. Brazil has already harvested a record soybean crop and just began harvesting its second corn crop. Total Brazilian corn production will also hit a record high this year. 
that's big soybean export number you know in all of the weather talk uh that we've been involved in here the last few weeks we kind of forget about how big the brazilian crop uh, soybean crop was and how big the corn crop is going to be and how our demand base for uh grains and oil seeds out of the united states is just very poor uh, we're overpriced um, Brazil's got these monster crops. They're shipping a ton of beans. They're going to be shipping a ton of corn once uh, soybean shipping season kind of comes to an end. Um, they've got a record corn crop. They're going to export it. So this is, um, you know, this is not surprising necessarily, but uh, you, you got to keep in the back of your head that, yeah, we, maybe we're in the midst of a crop scare event in regard to the markets, but we've still got a lot of problems uh, when it comes to demand. And, and Brazil is, is doing the business here that maybe we would have done otherwise if these big crops uh, had not been realized. In its monthly report, the Energy Information Administration announced on Tuesday that it expects U.S. crude oil production to set annual records high, annual record highs this year and in 2024. The agency also raised its oil price forecast for this year and next. The announcement comes days after major oil producers decided to extend their production cuts through 2024. Consumption of petroleum products, such as gasoline and jet fuel, are slated to grow as we continue to see travel increase. Also in its report, the EIA increased its forecast for retail gasoline prices by 1.7% to $3.39 a gallon this year and by 6.9% to $3.30 next year. I probably wouldn't pay too much attention to their gas price forecasts. Um, so they're talking higher oil production uh they did mention some things in regard to demand and demand they're expecting to be like flat to slightly higher so i don't know part of me thinks that uh this is not necessarily super friendly the crude market i know this opec thing uh is is i'm not going to say it sets a, a floor under prices but it's friendly um overall though the crude market has just been um very disappointing to anybody who's tried to uh, uh have some sort of long trade uh, be friendly the market it can't hold a rally i mean it, it rallied on the opec stuff gave it back it's rallied on on several different headlines over the months just can't seem to hold anything above 80 bucks seems kind of glued to this area in the uh, 70s in the wti Secretary Blinken will travel to China in the coming weeks for talks despite increased intentions. Blinken's trip to China in February was canceled when the U.S. shot down a Chinese spy balloon. Since that incident, the relationship between the U.S. and China has deteriorated. A few points of contention between the two countries include the debate over the future of Taiwan and the Biden administration's restriction of the sales of key semiconductors. So... I don't think that the tensions, that, that's not the reason that China's not buying corn and soybeans from the U.S. The reason is that we're overpriced. If we were priced competitively, I think China would be buying U.S. corn and soybeans um, despite the tensions. I think that they're looking for the lowest price, but those lower prices happen to be out of Brazil right now. Um, I guess this is something to be aware of. These China-U.S. tensions, you, you've got to be aware of it. Some people, a lot of people still think that uh, some, some sort of conflict in regard to Taiwan is inevitable. I don't know if that's a fact or not, but I guess um, some sort of, of diplomatic discussions here, it's uh, probably a good thing overall. Cattle were higher again yesterday. You bet they were. Uh, cattle futures were once again green across the board on Tuesday. Live cattle futures closed an average of $1.60 higher. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of $1.27 higher. Choice box beef had an incredible day on Tuesday, increasing $7.21 to end the day at $321.40. Select was also higher, increasing $2.71, closing at $2.99.44. When are the high boxes going to 
result in reduced demand and kill the market? Well, I personally think we could see it in the next year. Um, however, I do, I do think you mentioned once that you don't think we will ever see that happen. Is that correct? Um, my thought was that everything, uh, in re if you're talking about the retail side and retail and boxes are not necessarily exactly the same, right. but the retail side, I mean, at the grocery store, everything is so damn expensive. I mean, so mm -hmm. beef prices are up. So is everything else. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I see that story. That's been the bear. Anybody who's been bearish the cattle, that's kind of their argument. I just, I don't know if I buy it. Yeah. Um, I heard people saying that months ago and, um, yeah. I think we're pretty safe with our product. Yeah, looks good. Um, outside markets this morning, fairly quiet. U.S. dollars off just a little bit. Stocks are mixed. Uh, bonds up a little bit. Precious metals mixed. Crude oil up 77 cents in the July WTI 72.51 last trade. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you Thursday.